Hello everyone and welcome back to our series on power through kingdom emotions. This is going to be a combined lesson, lesson number 7 and 8, and you're going to find out why in just a minute. Um, excited about this lesson, uh, this group of lessons rather, uh, and I think that you are going to benefit a lot from it if uh, you go through lesson 7 the way that I'm going to ask you to go through lesson 7. So I want to open up with a word of prayer and then we'll get into our content. Um, I'm going to hold off there and I'm just going to start praying. So Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we thank you, Lord God, for this time. We thank you, Father, that uh, no matter where we find ourselves, whether it's, uh, you know, in, in, in the darkest valley, if it's in the highest of mountains, there you are. Father, we thank you that it doesn't matter what we're facing, there you are. It doesn't matter, Lord God, where we're at with with our relationship with you, because there you are. And Father, we thank you for that. But Lord God, no matter where we're at, whether it's the lowest of lows, the highest of highs, if we've walked or, uh, walked astray from you, Lord God, we want to come deeper. We want to want we want to come closer. We want to come, Lord God, into your presence daily, seeking, Lord God, what you have for us. And Father, that's the goal today as we meet, to come and and to say, fill my soul, Lord. Speak to me today what it is that you want me to know. So Father, now in the name of Jesus, as we've gathered, I pray that your anointing would begin to fall, that you would open the ears of these people to hear the word of the Lord, that you would anoint my lips to speak. Father, that all of these things would give you glory in the highest. And it is in the name of Christ Jesus, all God's children said, Amen and Amen. Alright, so lesson number seven. This is why we're uh, going to have a combined lesson. Lesson number seven is going to take me about two minutes to get through. And here's why. Lesson seven is a great big homework assignment. So uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a list of scripture verses. I'm going to read through them twice. I want you to write them down. I want you to look them up. And I want you to spend time with the Lord. Um, that's That's the goal here. So I'll give you lesson seven, I'll give you each one of the scriptures, and then we'll cover lesson eight, and then it's up to you throughout the week uh, if you want to spend time with the Lord on each one of the individual scriptures. I think it looks like there's seven of them here that I've got for you. Uh, Or if you want to sit down, read all of them, write them out, and spend your time with the Lord uh, in, in regards to all of the scriptures. However you do it is fine with me, uh, but that's what I want to happen. I want, I want to give you these scriptures, and I want you to spend time with the Lord so that he can speak into your spirit what you need to know about each one of these. So as we talk about these scripture verses, what we need to keep in mind, I'm going to give you a spoiler, what we need to keep in mind is these are all about the same thing. These are all about love. Why? Love is the driving force behind compassion, right? Um, Jesus had compassion because why? God is love. 
So these are the scriptures that I want you to write out. Hopefully you're ready to write. We have Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. We have 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, God is love. We have John 3.16. Maybe you can write that one without even looking it up. But that tells us about God's love for us. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Nothing is going to separate us from his love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. What is love like? It's patient, it's kind. Keep going. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Life is given out of love. And then John chapter 14, verse 15. Keep his commandments. I'm going to read those off one more time so that you can write them all down. Make sure you have them correct. And then we'll move into lesson 8. Galatians 5, 22. 1 John 4, 7. Gospel of John 3, 16. Romans 8, 38 through 39. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Romans 5, 8. John, that's the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15. And that is the conclusion of lesson number 7. Know this, love is one of our kingdom emotions. Moving into lesson number 8, what we want to talk about in lesson 8 is kind of unique. Um, it's actually our genetic, how, how genes uh, can be influenced by our Christian nature. Um, so there's a fundamental that is called epigenetics. When you break it down, it actually means above the gene. Uh, and it, it actually refers to the environmental ability to change our actual genetic composition. Genetics are super important when we talk about things um, like health, wellness, wholeness. Um, that You can break that down to mental health, physical health, uh, even spiritual health. Our genetic makeup is very important to all of those things. So when we when we look at our genetic makeup, you think about your, your mother, you think about your father, and the two of them combined produced you. Um, you think about the different things that they've faced in their lives and how those have had an impact on who you are. Uh, maybe they have certain health conditions that have so lovingly been passed along to you, and that is what it is. But we have to know, as, as Christian believers, what we can expect from God in terms of our genetic makeup. So epigenetics, above the gene, the environmental ability to change genes. What does that mean? Well, our genetic makeup can actually, and I know that this sounds really crazy, um, our, genetic ability, our, our genetic makeup actually can be changed by our surroundings, by our environment. How? Well, perhaps you have a genetic disposition, predisposition, uh, to diabetes. Environmentally, you can change that by surrounding yourself with the correct diet, with the correct foods for the correct diet. If you take um, the candy bars and donuts and, and uh, sweet little coffee cakes out of your diet and, and they're off of your radar, that's an environmental change 
that will ultimately affect your genetic composition. Uh, so rather than eating those things uh, for all of your life and then ultimately developing diabetes because you were genetically predisposed to it, you have changed your genetic predisposition to say, I'm healthy and my body isn't going to take that turn. Subsequently, if you have children then, your children are less likely to have diabetes because you never developed the the diabetes and you changed your environment, which changed their environment. Okay, I hope that you follow that. Um, This is statistic, but it's um, impressive, I think. It impressed me, and that's why I wrote it down to share with you. 90% of human genes are influenced by environment. So you think about uh, people that might have a heart condition, and uh, certain things are not very good for the heart. If you have, um, you know, certain breathing conditions, certain things are not very good for the lungs. And so you, you figure out what kind of environment is best for you and you're able to influence your genetic makeup. If you have, um, you know, maybe a a chronic lung disorder, and I'm not going to name any health disorders here uh, because I'm not a, I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not going to go down that road, but perhaps we'll say hypothetically, you have some kind of a chronic lung condition and you need to live somewhere where humidity is ten, it, it tends to be higher. It's healthier for you to live somewhere humid. If you go uh, and you live in Florida where you're close to the water, the air is always going to be slightly more humid and perhaps that will help you sustain healthier lifestyle because you're, you're impacting your body with the environment. 90% of human genes can be influenced by the environment. Think about that. That leaves 10% that cannot. Okay? So we think about how if, if something like where we live or what we eat can influence our, our genetic composition, what about thoughts? Can thoughts... What we, what we think about. Can our thoughts actually uh, play part of our genetic composition? Well, I'm here to tell you that, yes, they can. The things that you think on uh, become what we call our meditations. And when we think on things that are destructive toward ourselves, um, we, we think about something that's wrong with ourselves or something that we dislike about ourselves, We'll start to meditate on it, and it'll seem to get worse. And some people say that that is um, coincidental, but others would tell you that that is your own thoughts influencing your genetic makeup. Genes can also be influenced by exercise. And maybe that makes a little bit more sense to you, because when you exercise, you release endorphins, uh, and, and those are hormones which are going to play a role in your body and maybe maybe that makes a little more sense to you than genes being influenced by thoughts but when you exercise something happens you feel a little bit better about yourself 
okay? Uh, so maybe maybe you set a, a goal for yourself in your exercise regimen and where you started 10 weeks ago lifting, we'll say, 20 pounds, now here you are 10 weeks later and you're lifting 35 pounds and you feel good about yourself. You you not only feel healthier because you feel stronger because you've been exercising, but guess what? You're thinking more positive thoughts about yourself and thereby influencing your genetic makeup. You're thinking more positive thoughts and and thereby creating a better environment for your genetic composition. So science actually proves that we can change our brain and thereby our body by intentionally and regularly using the eyes of our hearts. So think about all of the lessons that we've covered. If you've been with me uh, from the beginnings of my teachings way back um, when when I very first started teaching and... Um, we were looking at the five-fold ministry. All along, we've been talking about hearing from God. We've been talking about journaling. We've been talking about uh, listening for what God's saying to us, using the eyes of our hearts to see what God's going to show us. If we use the eyes of our hearts, science actually proves that we can change our brain and thereby change our body. It's amazing that God would give us that capability to fix our eyes on him, right? Because that's, that's how we get the eyes of the heart to function. We fix our eyes on him, and as a result, we actually have what I'm going to call an authority to change our brains and our body. And, and that's, that's if you do this regularly. So you come into the presence of God and you fix your eyes on him. And, and what, what makes the change? Well, we'll start by saying this. When you're, when you're looking through the eyes of your heart and you're seeing what God is trying to say to you, it's important to know this. You're going to begin seeing yourself the way that God sees you, okay? And God sees you in positive light. He doesn't see you for the blemish that you have, um, you know, on, on the side of your face. He doesn't see you for a little bit of extra weight you've put on around the middle. He doesn't see you for uh, the, the thinning in your hair. What he sees is the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, he sees his creation that he so carefully formed to bring him glory. He sees a beautiful thing. And he says, wake up, child. I want you to see what I see. I want you to see a beautiful thing. I want you to see what I see. So when you look in the mirror, Stop looking at your imperfections and start looking at what God created intentionally to make you you. Stop looking at the things 
that that the devil wants to throw on you to say, see how imperfectly you are made? Because scripture teaches you what? That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't make a mistake. God didn't slip and and throw in a dash of something wrong. No, he had the perfect recipe when he formed you in your mother's womb. And he knew that there would come a day that you would hear this message. And he needs you to know this today. If you fix your eyes of your heart on him regularly, it's going to change your brain because you're going to start viewing yourself in a positive light, which only he can give. And thereby, it's going to change your body because your brain releases things like hormones in certain sections of the brain that make changes in your body. Your brain tells the rest of your body, hey, release this hormone. Hey, release this hormone. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. That's that's all what happens in your brain. Your brain is the functionality center. And so you fix the eyes of the heart on Jesus. You begin to see yourself the way that God sees you. And all of a sudden, things start changing. And you've, you've walked with the Lord for years and years and years. And it seems that suddenly, because you made this change, or maybe you don't realize that it's because you've made this change, but suddenly you've made this change and you seem like you're sleeping better and you feel better and you're not as tired and and maybe you feel healthier maybe you don't desire to eat the things that made you feel sluggish anymore all because you intentionally and regularly used the eyes of your heart to see what god sees when he looked at you and so you changed your brain and you changed your body all right uh, there's a there's a quote that I read as I was taking this course from Dr. Bruce H. Lipton and this is what he said he said changing your thoughts changes your biology and that is so immensely powerful I don't want to read into that for you um, but I want to say this Changing your thoughts changes your biology. Let me be elusive and you can draw your own conclusions. I think you're smart people. If you change your thoughts to godly thoughts, you will change your biology to godly biology. If you change your thoughts to sinful thoughts, you will change your biology to sinful biology. Yes, I think you're understanding. Um, I, I think you. I think you probably are able to see where I'm going with that. Our thoughts are so incredibly important. That's why Scripture teaches us that we should take every thought captive, and and that we need to get a hold of our thoughts and make sure that they're glorifying Jesus. Because if they're not, what are they doing to us? If your thoughts aren't glorifying the Lord, they are likely drawing you deeper into sin. So if you are being drawn into sin, 
Sin, of course, then is a negative lifestyle. And that negative lifestyle is going to have a negative impact on your body. It's going to have a negative impact on your outlook on life. You're going to be prone to disease. You're going to be prone to sickness. You're going to be prone to stress. And things are going to start piling up. It's going to feel a little bit overwhelming. Okay? Um, We're going to get into some more interesting things in the next lesson. We're going to talk about... um, some some unique things with memory but what I what I want to focus on as we bring this lesson to a close um, is is this we have options in life God set before us a choice he said listen I choose you like it or lump it I've chosen you I want you to have a relationship with me But then he gave us the choice. I want you to choose me. Will you? It's up to us to make that choice. Amen? Sometimes we make wrong choices. We can make wrong choices for our spiritual health just the same as we can make wrong choices for our physical health. Making the right choices... And, and choosing the right thoughts have the greatest impact on our lives. I want to close with this scripture from Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 6 and 7. And this is what it says. I'm going to read it from the King James. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And some translations say, be anxious for nothing. Okay? Don't think stressful thoughts. Why? If you think stressful thoughts, you'll become anxious over those stressful thoughts. I'm preaching to myself right there because I have a bad tendency of stressing myself out because I think too far into things. And I think I I tend to overthink things, uh, especially when it comes to things like my job, which is already stressful. And, And then I take everything into that slippery slope of thinking about it. And sometimes you need to walk away and you need to take those stressful thoughts captive and you need to replace them with God's thoughts. And I can tell you this because I've, I'm, I'm working on this in my own life. If you simply step away from the stressful moment and you take a deep breath and you exhale the name of Jesus, no matter how it comes out, whether it's inhale, Jesus. Or it's inhale, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. No matter how it comes out, to speak the name of God into your situation will change everything. If, if you simply will step away, and I, I can tell you this to be a fact, if you begin to get stressed out, your heart rate will go up. But the moment that you take that deep breath and utter the name of God, 
however it is. Inhale, and as you exhale, it's El Roy, the God who sees. As you exhale the name of God, your heart rate's going to come down. You're going to feel all of your muscles start to loosen. Why? Because you've spoken the name that is above every name into that situation. You have spoken the name which, which mountains bow to into that situation. All right, you've, you've created now a new environment for your genetic composition by inviting the presence of the Lord into your moment. Be anxious for nothing. That is, that's, that's more than just a word of encouragement. That, is, that, I believe, is a word that speaks to our health. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, as you go through the coming week, not only do I want you to get into your Bible and go through those seven scriptures from Lesson 7, look at love, figure out what God wants to say to you about love as a kingdom emotion and how it's going to um, help produce a healing in your body, I want you to step away from stress. And maybe you just chuckled and said, yeah, right, Eric. Well, I get it. It's hard to step away from stress. But it's not impossible. With man, it might be impossible. But with God, somebody finish it. All things are possible. Amen? And so this is, what I, this is what I want to encourage you to do. When, when high stress starts to come, step away, deep breath, name of God. Okay? When, when you close your eyes to sleep at night, don't revert into those stressful thoughts. But look with the eyes of your heart and intentionally set them on Jesus so that you can get a good night's sleep. That's an environmental change for your genetic composition. God has created us in such a way that we can be healed of, of the things that we go through by meditating on His goodness. God has created us in such a way that we are essentially pre-wired to receive from him. It's just a matter of finding the two wires and putting the wire nut on to make the light bulb turn up, right? So look around yourself in the coming week and when something's about to stress you out, get Jesus in that scene. Get Jesus on the premise because he is there take care of it. Amen. So let's pray this out. And and I just want you to receive this. Maybe put your hands up. Maybe put your hand over your heart. But take this prayer and, and just say, yes, Lord, I receive it at the end. So hallelujah, Father, I come to you. And I lift up my brothers and my sisters. And I pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we would stop 
finding ourselves looking for trouble, that we would take your advice, Lord God, from Scripture. It says, don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Today's got its own mess. Father, would we take heed on that? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray an outpouring upon each one, my brothers, my sisters. I pray, Lord God, that they would that they would come and find you in a moment of stress. Father, I pray that even now over myself, that when the, when the stresses of life would become like massive waves, that we, each one, would just step into your holy presence, even just to whisper your name and know that in that moment, hallelujah, that you are there. Hallelujah, yes, you are there. Your name has been called Jehovah Shammah. Because you are there. So, Father, right now, right now, we ask you to step in. Father, you know, because of your great foreknowledge, you know every situation that's going to try to hang us up in the coming week. But, Father, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that with each and every day, that you would go ahead of us, that you would be there before we get there to step into the situation and to say, this is my child whom I love and I shall protect. And we thank you, Lord God, and we receive the blessing that is the shield of faith, the shield of Almighty God all around us, the hedge of protection that you place around your beloved children. We thank you, Lord God, for this time and for what you're going to do. And I pray, Lord, as those, as those who are uh, going to take the time to go through those scriptures on love, I pray, Lord, that you would speak loudly to them, that you would teach them something new about love, that they would just understand what your love truly means. So I thank you again, Father, for this time. I ask your blessing to go with us. In the name of Jesus, all God's children said, I receive. Amen and amen. So God bless you, folks. We'll be back here in a few days for Lesson 9. We'll talk about memory. And um, we're going to be putting the putting the buttons on this course here in, in the next couple of weeks and then uh, here in a few weeks we'll get into yet another course so i hope that uh, you're taking some good stuff away from this um, this this kingdom emotions course if you have any questions you're welcome to reach out to me and i'm more than happy to answer the questions for you um, but until we meet again god bless you have a wonderful day